You are now tuned in to beyondthelabco.com. This is a podcast about exciting science that can help you change your life. If you want to live longer and feel healthier and happier, then you need factual information backed up by science. Covering health, wellness, aging, and innovation. Join your host, Dr. Cameron Jones, PhD, as he reviews some of the best research that hides in the journals and take control of your life today. Hello and welcome to episode three. Today we're going to be talking about the simplest ways to make the best of short-sightedness or myopia. Now I wear glasses and I'm sure many of you do as well. So I want to discuss a paper which came out uh, in February 2017 in Current Opinion in Ophthalmology and this is really a fantastic review which focuses on short-sightedness or myopia. Now, I want to review what myopia is and why this is really important. So, let's get started. So, the precise term for nearsightedness is myopia, and it's usually a condition which is self-diagnosed. And the reason for that is that people can't see clearly when they have myopia or short-sightedness and this occurs because light can't focus on the retina meaning that faraway objects appear blurry and uh, although myopia tends to run in families the really the main treatment options to date have been glasses contact lenses or in some cases surgery but the point of me reviewing this particular paper is that there are some uh, new approaches to the treatment of myopia and I think I want to bring this to your attention. So I firstly am now going to talk about some of the statistics because they're quite concerning. For example, myopia is one of the most common human eye disorders in the world and it affects up to 90% of young adults in some Asian countries like Singapore and Taiwan. This is totally different to the uh, epidemiology or the statistical breakdown in Western populations where the prevalence of short-sightedness is often as low as 5% in children, whereas in countries like Taiwan and Singapore, the percentages are up to 20 30% in the six to seven year old group and this increases up to 84% for high school students. So this is a huge problem. And the issue is that the prevalence of myopia is actually increasing in East Asian countries. And it is predicted to affect up to 2.5 billion people by 2020. Other estimates show that myopia costs US $268 billion worldwide. Therefore, it is a global public health concern. As well, people with short-sightedness down the track, certainly when persons become older, it is a leading cause and a contributor to blindness, as well as retinal detachment, macular degeneration, premature cataracts, and glaucoma. So, what are some of the key ways in which scientists are approaching myopia. Well, 
The number one thing is that we need to slow the onset of short-sightedness and reduce the progression of myopia. And so one of the things which is really interesting about this problem is that increasing time outdoors has been shown to reduce the onset of myopia. It's been found that light stimulation affects dopamine release from the retina and this somehow slows the onset of myopia. However, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to affect the progression of myopia. Now, let's discuss near work. Obviously, uh, many people who wear glasses do near work and with their increasing uh, reliance on uh, reading and computers, there has certainly been some speculation that uh, increasing amount of time spent on near work uh, accelerates myopia. However, there are certainly conflicting studies uh, to this. So at this point in time, uh, I don't think we need to be concerned about uh, near work in myopia. However, there is a study suggesting that the intensity of near work, that is working at distances less than 30, 30 centimeters uh, with fewer breaks, certainly seems to have an impact on short-sightedness. So I guess the jury's still out on that uh, problem. Now, what are some of the interventions that scientists are developing to retard the progression of myopia? And I guess in first place is atropine eye drops. Now, this has been known for well over a century. However, uh, atropine eye drops, even at low uh, concentration, has been shown to be a really important uh, in-eye mechanism that can reduce and retard the progression of myopia. So I think uh, anyone with uh, uh, myopia should certainly consider consulting with their ophthalmologist and medical practitioner because the use of atropine drops may be uh, tremendously beneficial. Now, I wanna talk about bifocals. Certainly for aging persons, there may be a, uh, um, a requirement as well for uh, uh, not only being able to need glasses for seeing in the distance, but also needing glasses for reading. So there is some suggestion that uh, providing bifocal glasses to persons with myopia can also impact on myopia. However, uh, again, the research is conflicting here. So again, uh, if you need bifocals, well, perhaps do so uh, and consult with your medical practitioner. However, there are some very interesting results in the academic research re regarding a particular type of contact lens. And this contact lens is called orthokeratology. And these are overnight uh, contact lenses in a sense, and they, they have a reverse geometry lens. So basically what these do is that they temporarily flatten the cornea and therefore lead to a uh, clearer vision during the day without the need for glasses or contact lenses. So in some people, people are getting a improvement in short-sightedness of up to minus six diopters. So orthokeratology contact lenses can certainly correct central refractive error uh, whilst leaving the peripheral uh, blur in place. However, this may together help people with short-sightedness see better. So this 
Orthokeratology is something I certainly recommend people with short-sightedness follow up on. Now, one last thing before we finish this podcast is what about undercorrecting uh, for short-sightedness? That is perhaps providing uh, uh, your glasses at a, a lower power to see whether or not that will impact on reducing the progression of myopia. However, unfortunately, the literature is a little bit uh, scant in that direction. So I guess the takeaway here is that atropine drops and orthokeratology are the number one uh, interventions, as well as spending a lot more time outdoors to reduce the progression of short-sightedness. So I hope this uh, podcast has been interesting for you. If you go to the website at beyondthelabcoat.com, you can uh, download the uh, paper and read this uh, paper for yourself. And hopefully this will help you in your own life. Thanks for listening. Now, Beyond the Lab Coat is intended to provide you with news, tips, tools, and strategies to help you make better decisions. But we're an information-based show. So remember, this is not medical advice. It's science-based discussion. Always consult your medical practitioner and or healthcare provider before you make any decision based on anything contained in this podcast. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of beyondthelabco.com with your host, Dr. Cameron Jones, PhD. If you liked this episode, please leave a review and subscribe for more great content. And to stay up to date, visit at beyondthelabco.com and we'll catch you next time.